0: notice, senors and senoritas! Welcome to another edition of El Ghost Chronicles Live on Togenet, Paderect, Ghost Channel Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre. And with me, as usual, my co-host tonight... The Barbara Walters of the paranormal, <laughs> Gail Scott Key.
2: Buenos <laughs> dias.
0: <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> I didn't know you were oblate.
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. My sister-in-law. She she has taught me so much Spanish. So see, I'm on to you, but only so much. So please don't test me.
0: <laughs> How are you, you know, it was like like really really cool because I, I was working uh, and. I uh, I dealt with a lot of Spanish people, people so I, I kind of like picked up little phrase words and and I would use them, and they would Ooh, they really liked that. It was like whoa, cool. It's like, it like whoa, you know, it was a, you know, a- appreciation. I remember <laughs> one time, honest to God, this is a true story. I was talking to a young Spanish lady, and uh, she grabbed me by the tie, and pulled me over the counter, and kissed me.
2: What? Yeah. What? Like, what? How about that? What? huh? Well, oh, I'm sure you said muchas gracias. <laughs> oh, muchas gracias. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And I thought this afternoon you had some Spanish lunch or something like that. But no, okay. No,
0: no. <laughs> I I know. I oh. am weak. weak? Yeah. I, uh-oh. <laughs> we're, we're getting some kind of interference. What was that? I don't know. Anyways, uh, I am useless in all languages.
2: No, you're not. Well, well, how about I'll try this for you. What does this mean? Como se llama?
0: What is your name? miyama Es Ronaldo. very good, Anyways, <laughs> we, have a great sh- we have a great show, as usual.
2: Yes, we do. I'm and, very excited.
0: Yeah, and I want to mention a couple things. First of all, uh, the paranormal posse arrives again as Ooh. my son and I are joining... Uh, in EPI, uh, Tony and, and his group in New Hampshire We're going to do an investigation this week, and we were invited up to join them, which I love doing. I love going to other groups. I think that's so cool.
2: That's very awesome. When are you, what are you guys going to be investigating this time?
0: Uh, haunted in, in and out, Ooh. maybe. I don't know. But, you know, it looks a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to working with these guys, too, because uh, I know they're a good group. So that's kind of
2: cool. Very cool. Well, I'm sure it's mutual because you're very good. So I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot of fun. No, I'm not very good. I'm the best. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: At least you got to get it. Get it right. You know what I'm
2: saying? I know. You know, I'm such a loser. Please forgive me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, I have a shout out for you from the girls up in Manchester who are big paranormal fans. Darlene and the girls up there say, say, hello, and they're actually tuning in, um, and the reason that they are is that they said that in their home, one of their little girls, um Darlene's little girl, was kept from sleeping, and she has a picture of the ghost, which she is going to put on her, uh, she has it on her cell phone, she's going to send it to me, which I, therefore, am going to send to you, and so all the listeners can check it out, but somewhere in the mist, there's a face, and it's been in the dark, she took the picture, and it was keeping her daughter from going to sleep. So she gives a big shout-out to you. She, she's a big fan of New England Ghost Project, and she told me to say hello to you. So hello to Darlene Manchester for you, Ron. Awesome,
0: and you know that I am a big fan of all women.
2: <laughs> I know. Whether they're dead or alive, I Whether know. Whether they're dead true. or
3: alive. I'm still trying
2: to find out who good-looking checkers is throwing me around. Oh, you know, I knew it all week. I knew it from last week. Our, some of the listeners who didn't even tune in, which I would be surprised, but poor Braun has been he has been intrigued by a, a female ghost. Would you like to tell the audience more, just in case, if they're tuning in and, and didn't know last week what was going a, on? I mean, I, I was doing a book sign, oh,
0: on the, 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 the Mystical Whispers, and uh, One of the uh, mediums up there said uh, there was this good-looking chick uh, hanging around me that she wanted to to be with me, and she was, like, really happy of everything I did, and yadda yadda, Mm. and and Mm. so, I mean, usually they tell me it's a little old lady, so I'm intrigued by this good-looking chick.
2: Well, you know, Ron, um, where it's tax season, I'd be careful, because maybe they did that to set you up, to let you know she's foxy, but she's really the IRS. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just telling you. Maybe, maybe she's deductible. I never thought of that. Can you deduct the spirits? She's a deductible. Nice, nice. I
0: love it. But, anyways, I, I know we have a guest on the line, so I don't want to go too much longer. But I do want to mention also that this uh, Tuesday night, we have another uh, meeting of our paranormal discussion group at the Circles of Wisdom, which is kind of cool.
3: So, Wonderful.
0: come on down, join us. I think it's like $15. Bucks, uh, helps the store, too. So, it's kind of cool. And, and where uh, is that going to be? It's at Circles of Wisdom in Andover. Nice. And, and, yep. And, and next Wednesday, we will yeah. be broadcasting live yeah. at the Barnes & Noble. We're also doing a book signing there, Maureen and myself, and you of course, so welcome, Gail, um,
3: yeah.
0: at the Barnes & Noble in Peabody. So we'd love to have Ooh. you guys come on down. Uh, last time we had a nice, great audience down there. And so, uh, yeah, come on down. And, you, you know.
2: know. I will definitely be down there with you guys because I would love to. Your books are always interesting, and you and Maureen have just been incredible. And every read that anybody gets their hands on that is uh, done through you guys is just just incredible. So, absolutely, we plan on being there. And what's the time again?
0: That's uh, seven o'clock, and you sign up at the Circles of Wisdom in in Dover, Uh I think it's nine seven eight four seven four eighty mm. ten. Wow, nice. that would be good if that was right. <laughs> 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 or oh, you can go to our website, or the Circles of Wisdom website. But anyways, uh, I know our guest is waiting on the line, so I might yes. pop the news. I don't well, Let me see how much time we have.
2: Ooh. That's fine.
0: No, nah, I want to hear the news, you know. That people you look do? forward to it, yeah.
2: Well, I will give you a couple of, of news things that you will just love. How about that?
0: I love everything you do, Gail. Aww.
2: <laughs> My number one fan. Well, I'll get right into it. How about that? There you go. I know, Ron, you as well as other most paranormal investigators who are very experienced, they don't like those fuzzy luminous dots called orbs, and when they're captured on film, it's usually a thumb down, and the reason is a lot of you guys say it's not the real deal. It's not a supernatural spirit presence, but however... Granted, orbs have been appearing in photos since the invention of photography back in 19th century. Then you fast forward to the dawning of digital cameras and camcorders in the 1990s, and voila, the orb age is invented. But still, a lot of the paranormal investigators say they are moisture debris somehow missed by the naked eye. However, some still believe that they have a uh, they really caught a spirit presence. But the best of poor paranormal investigators still say it could be the pixelation, especially by digital cameras. However, according to Rosemary Ellen Geely, a Giley, visionary Giley, living... Giley, my dear. Giley, thank you. Once again, you were right there to catch my back. Giley, so you know of her. She's a visionary living... She says that the orbs are not the new trend of the phenomenon. However, skeptics have to agree that a small percentage of these orbs caught on film simply cannot be explained. And your thoughts? No, no, no. no. Ah. Do you believe that some aspects of life just cannot be explained scientifically, Ron? Well, if you do, listen up to this. Science can talk a good game when it comes to the laws of gravity, but however, when it comes to those who can inexplicably forecast the future, they are suddenly silent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, why is that? Well, I'm talking about those who claim to talk to the dead or reading minds and other extraordinary gifts that they do has left scientists baffled, especially when it comes to psychic clairvoyance. Extrasensory perception, known as ESP, allows a person to somehow obtain information outside the norm when it comes to sense of sight, sound, smell, etc., Most studies done have a hard time giving reason to why it is possible for some to experience things in ways most of us cannot. And, Ron, moviegoers who have been wondering, what are the top ten most incredible ghost movies that you have seen? In no particular order, number one, The Shining. Remember that? Uh, very, uh, yeah. very scary. I'm um, home. Whatever. I know. And up behind that, Alfred Hitchcock's 1960s Psycho. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, my goodness. the
0: you, innocent... you know that, Gail? But the Psycho, when that first came out, my wife, Uh, refused to take a shower in the apartment alone.
2: Lots of people did, and they stunk up every corner of the office. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Well, it's time to go back in the shower. It's all done. The Innocence, Ron, was the next one, based on a 1961 Henry James novel, The Screw. Do not comment. A governor's hired to take care of orphaned children who may be possessed. Next up on the list, The Omen. Oh, that's good. Everybody, he didn't even want to like adopt a child at that point. Number five, giving birth to your own Rosemary's baby. Some may still say that their children act like Rosemary's baby. Need I say more? No. Going forward, the sixth sense. Remember that? Ooh, I love M. Night Shyamalan. He has a way of just getting the curious involved. Ooh, and then my favorite, the Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Nice, the Poltergeist. What about the others? They're here. We don't yeah, even have to. Oh, I'm trying to hurry up so we can get to our guest. You are so right, bad. Fine, 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 Next, fine, fine. Jacob Flatter didn't get it, won't get it, but my husband did, so we watch it, and I'm still confused. Anyways, 1966, Robert Wise is all haunting remake. 1999, I have that. I love that. In number ten, ooh, everybody hold your breath. Her head twisted, and it wasn't because she had PMS. It was due to. The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. That's the paranormal, paranormal news. There. I've said it all. How do you like that? That's, what happened to the others? Nicole Kidman. You'd, oh, but that was after the fact. I know. And you, do you know who produced that? Me. No. Her
3: I husband, don't know. Maybe my husband. Well, Your husband did? Her
2: ex-husband, Tom Cruise, after they divorced. Get that. She there did the movie.
0: All right, we,
3: we got. our guess we to way too
0: long. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we owe him bigger, better things. So why don't we bring him on? And without further ado, why don't we do uh, Hollywood Does Frankie? Come on, Frankie, Frankie, there. hello. Hi, how are you doing tonight? Good. And Frankie, you actually uh, you own and operate uh,
4: several ghost stores, I believe. Yeah, that's that's right. We started um, my wife and I started this business in Nashville eight years ago um, in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, in the last couple of years, we, we've started opening ghost tours in um, locations like Louisville, Kentucky and Washington, D.C. Wow. But, but yeah, it's been, been a lot of fun to do, you know, to watch it kind of grow and share all these ghost stories with everybody.
0: I and mean, that's kind of a, a wide uh, array from Kentucky to Tennessee to, to Washington. Uh, <laughs> Why would you pick those cities?
4: Uh, well, Louisville made sense for us because um, we we had a we had a lot of family there, um, so we kind of had a lot of connection to the city. My wife is from Kentucky. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say a lot of them passed, and that's why I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but probably, yeah, I guess some 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 like that too. Uh, and then Washington um, Washington made sense for us just because of the you know we just kept running across all these great ghost stories, a lot of great history, and um, uh, we we went we just happened to be taking a vacation up there. There there wasn't really um, a great ghost tour um, that, was, that was going every night uh, around Washington, D.C. There were some outside, you know, like Alexandria and, and that kind of thing, um, but, but, but not really in Washington, D.C. itself. So, um, you know, once we started kind of reading a little bit about the history, about the city and all the great ghost stories right around the White House, it just, it just made sense to, to start one there.
2: So a couple that uh, get scared together, investigate together. So what on earth made you both get into this?
4: You know, we were just fans of, of ghost tours, really. You know, anytime we would take a vacation together, you know, with St. Augustine, Savannah, you know, that kind of thing, uh, we would always just take the local ghost tour. Um, you know, and we, we had kind of a little library of ghost books and that kind of thing, just, just fans of the uh, of the topic. In Nashville, back then, you know, we, we didn't have any ghost tours or, you know, anything like that here. Um, and we just kind of thought, well, you know, let's, let's, let's just kind of look and see if there are any stories here. We went to the library, started kind of investigating on our own and found, found some great stories about the Capitol and the Ryman, you know, where the Grand Ole Opry was and um,
3: mm.
4: kind of saw that there was a, a, almost a little, a little route there, a little tour kind of, kind of there. And we, uh, we took about a year or so to kind of do interviews and investigate and kind of thought about it and, and opened it around Halloween just for like a five-week stretch just to see how it would go. And it was, it, we got a good response and, you know, we, we did it the next year and, and now, we, now we really kind of do these year-round, um, you know, not even just around Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you a- do them in the winter as well? We we have the only tour we can run through the winter. We started doing a Haunted Tavern tour in Nashville. There you um, go. <laughs> just kind of, kind of a crawl, park, park, park ghost tour, you know. Uh, and so since that one's mostly inside, we're able to run that one year-round. The walking tours, we we do close for the winter, though.
2: So what's the most scariest that you have ever gone to and uh, people who have been on the tour have seen with you?
4: You know, for me, it's it's uh. The second stop for us in Nashville, which is uh, our state capitol, there's, there's some tombs up there um, of President Polk, the architect, and some other politicians uh, on, on the state capitol grounds. And um, that's where I've always had the most um, luck, I guess you can call it, or, or most experiences in that kind of thing, is up on the state capitol grounds. Um, my, the first time I had anything happen, it was we'd been doing the ghost tours for maybe, maybe three weeks or so, um, and you know, I didn't really know how... You know how authentic some of the ghost stories were going to be, you know we, we made sure we had a lot of sources um, and we, we had a lot of credible um, witnesses and that kind of thing, but you know i 'm a seeing as believing kind of person so until I ha- and until I had something happen to me personally it 's hard for me to say one way or another uh, whether or not I think the site is haunted. I, I remember doing a tour I had a dozen or so people and i 'm kind of in the middle of telling one of the ghost stories about the capitol and uh, and then we heard this this kind of um, Kind of growling, kind of sound, you know, about, kind of like it was maybe 20 feet away or so. And I just, I'd I'd just i I see running
2: out the door. <laughs> I no.
4: I I, well, you know what? I stopped. I, I think the group knew that I was shaken by it, you know, because they, you know, when your tour guide's a little, is acting kind of scared, yeah. it just intensifies how they feel about it, you know? Right. Um, they, they could tell it wasn't, you know, wasn't something I was rigging or whatever. And we, um, you know, of course, so, so since then I've had all kinds of things like that happen. But I think. For me, it was the first couple of times I had an experience like that that uh, were the most, I guess, frightening, or at least make, make, made you kind of nervous, you know, because uh-huh. uh, you start feeling like, man, what's, what's going on here? Now when it happens, I'm just kind of more excited about it because I'm just kind of happy for the people that are on the tour because I know a lot of people that come are hoping for an experience. And, and you know, that's not something that happens every night at all. But, um, but we, do have, we, we do have experiences for sure.
2: Do they ever follow you home? Woo-hoo! You know, I don't,
4: I don't think I've, I've – I've had one of the tour guides say that she felt like um, as she would drive into the city, like, her her radio would go in and out, and she would feel like things happened to her like that. Uh, I've never felt like that has happened to me. Um, yeah, but
2: can't that be explained? Like, I mean, if you go into different pots, just like with your cell phone, it goes in and out. So. Right. You know, I mean, it's just like how can how can you tell the difference? Like when you're doing these tours, and like you said, from the first time when you got very afraid, and it was evident to the to the guide through, you know everybody on the tour who's seeing that. And then when you go home, does anything strange? I mean, far beyond explainable. That you know, if you really sit there and say, okay, that can be explained. Has anything weird followed you home, like in a sense, in a way?
4: I I can't say that I've ever had that happen to me, where I felt like mm. something came home with me. Um, I, you know, I, 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 but I, I've, I've never really felt like I was one of the... You know, some people feel like they're a little more sensitive to those, into you know, to hauntings and things like that anyway. I've never felt like I, I was that type of person, although I've had some experiences. I, uh, I don't think I'm particularly sensitive to it, you know? Mm. Um, and I always, you know, I always try to rationalize things. I always kind of... I, I, right. I consider myself a skeptic on ghost stories, I, I want to rule out every everything else before I, you know, I think that, there, that my house is on, there's something following me <laughs> home in my car. I don't want to believe that, you know. Um, but I, I have had some things happen before where I, I can't really, you know, especially when you have um, like seven or eight people with you. You know, if you're by yourself and you see, you know, you see something cross a window or or you see an image of a person, you can kind of think, well, man, maybe that's just my eyes playing mm-hmm. tricks on me there. But when you've got, you know, a, 10 or 12 people that all see the same thing at the same time and they don't, they don't know each other that, you know, they're mm. all straight and you all... Can't see, resist. that would
2: scare me when they all confirm what you've just seen and you're just like looking at each other and you're like, who's going to say first?
4: That was yeah. real. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's harder. That's harder to to kind of rationalize, you know, than if you're by yourself for me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, there are
0: there are some cases where I, I know that, that people have actually seen spirits in the backseat of their car. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, and they look, and all of a sudden, there's someone there. Oh wow. wow!
2: And you know what's interesting? Because I was just reading; it wasn't in the news, but it says that actually, in America, people who have encountered ghosts it has doubled. What do you think about that? Do you think that's true? Especially doing tours and stuff.
4: You know, I to me, I, I you know, people act like. Um, Ghosts are like you know it's a minority, like it's just a small amount of people that believe in ghosts and that kind of mm. thing. But I, mm-hmm. I think I think probably most people are at least are at least pretty open to the idea or have had an experience. I mean, when I meet people, I, even you know sometimes I'll meet somebody else and say, oh, I don't believe in ghosts, and then when you get to talking to them, they'll say, well, I did have this thing when I was in college and I lived in this house, and you know, and they'll have a ghost story and they they actually have had a haunting happen to them. But they just. Um, they're not quite comfortable admitting it at first or something. But I, hmm. I think most people, I think the, at least the majority of people, I think are at least open to the idea or have had an experience. I, I, I you know, I, people, one of the great things about doing this is people come to me with their ghost stories all the time. So you kind of collect these great little, you know, family ghost stories and, and things that have gone on, and some of them are really personal even. Um, and, and so that, that's kind of one of the fun things about it. I, I, I don't think it's like this really small, um, you know, minority. I, I, think, I think a lot of people either believe in it or are at least open to it.
2: See, that's interesting because when you go online, you'll see, I mean, the email, everything just blows up about people who believe in paranormal, and that's where I think that they feel the most open because they can't be identified. But when you see them in person, like you said, they don't really want to talk about talk about it. And, yeah. and maybe, do you think it's because they feel if they talk about it, they may be opening a door that they don't want to open in particular?
4: Yeah, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes people are just afraid you're going to think they're crazy or something, you know, yeah. or, or they're professionals and they don't really want, um, uh, you know, they don't want, they don't want people, they don't want to lose credibility and those kinds of things. Mm. You know, too, another thing that's hard about investigating, um, ghosts, at least, because what we're really interested in are the are the personal stories. That that's kind of what we what we're trying to find. Um, the hard the hard part about that is, you know, if, if you've got a security guard or something that works at one of these places. Um, and they have an experience or, or have several of them even, um, it's not like they go running to the newspapers, you know. It's, it's mm-hmm. not like, um, you know, usually they kind of keep it to themselves. Maybe they share it with a couple of friends, and so you kind of, you know, it's, it's not like it's, um, it's information that you really have to kind of dig for, you know. Um,
2: That's interesting because I know even with Ron's books, a couple of his books, and, and Ron and I go way back, and, and when I had um, – Ron was actually the first one who had done a lot of ghost shows um, when I was uh, a reported intern anchor at WNDS, which was an independent station in Derry. Mm-hmm. Ron was the first one to venture out. And I remember our whole newscast was, like, just in awe of what was going on. And when these things are captured, it, it draws such an audience. And, and, you know, as far as for that going, you know, being said, why is it that some people – I mean, do you think some people are doing, like, these homemade um, type of investigations and they don't get the real – uh the people who know what they're doing, like Ron and yourself, who go into homes or who go into different places and know how to communicate with the dead, but they, they say you shouldn't dabble in it by yourself. I mean, what's your advice for people who come on these tours thinking that, okay, I, I've seen something here, and maybe if I go home and I open up a door – it, it, you know, have you ever been approached by that?
4: Well, you know, for me, you know, I I, I want to let you know I'm, I don't consider myself an investigator or or um, in in any way. I, I don't I don't mm. investigate homes and that kind of thing. My my focus has always been the history of it. Is the is the mm. is the gathering of the stories. That, well, you know, I'll use local ghost clubs here, um, you know, or or in other cities uh, as a resource, um, like investigating. But I personally don't do investigation. Uh, I kind of mm. I, I focus more on, on, the, um, on the stories and the history of it. It you know is
2: I mean? more intriguing. Mm. Um, I mean, mm. Right, well, mm. the history mm. of paranormal go in.
4: hand in hand. There's no doubt. You know, you can't separate yes. one without the other. Right, right. I just kind of look at it like some people are more into the science of it, and I'm kind of more interested in the history of it, I suppose, you know. Mm. Um, it's, the, it's, the more, it's the more personal stories and the history that go along. Uh, but, yeah, they definitely complement each other for sure. You know, like, um, and we definitely use them as a resource. I just don't personally do investigations, so it's just that's not as of much interest to me as the as the history um, as the stories are. I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: I agree. I mean, that's you know, it's awesome to to find the history about a place, and even even, you know, sometimes the, the history will actually. Uh, is bigger than the, the, the paranormal itself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's so many cool stories behind it that when you have a ghost there, you say, oh, it must be this one, it must be this one, and you know, it, it really sometimes isn't. So actually the history and, and the, the myth behind it and the urban legend is,
4: is, you know, greater than the actual haunting itself. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, and plus for, from my perspective, too, where I'm trying to, um, trying to uh, put a tour together that's entertaining for people a lot of times we'll find you know it's, uh, we'll have a couple that comes on a tour and you know maybe 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 it's the wife that's interested in the ghost stories and the husband's not as much interested in ghost stories he's just kind of you know kind of being drugged along and it's, it's not really his thing we kind of try to tie in the, you know give a lot of history as well as ghost stories so that it can be entertaining for everybody even if you're not uh, as interested in the paranormal as, as like I am um or, or the person that you know brings you on the tour. But um, I think I might have strayed away from your question there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I might have missed what the original question was. Sometimes I'll get rambling that way and kind of just start talking.
3: No, that's yeah, fine. Know.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Now, uh, I assume that the three different cities have a different... Different flair about the ghosts for for each of the tours. I imagine Washington DC is Washington DC would probably be your most famous one. I don't know. Nashville has uh, some good ones too. I, yeah. Hmm. So I, I don't know What's your what take. I mean, uh, uh, which one is like
4: more historic do you believe than
0: than the others?
4: Uh, probably definitely the, the Washington DC. Um, and, and the thing I like about that. Tour. It's really, we, we just do it right around the Lafayette Park, uh, the neighborhood where the White House is. And um, it's what's really neat about that area. Well,
0: Frankie, is, I, you know
4: what? You're going to have
0: to hold that thought because you sure. have
4: to take a break right
0: now. You'll uh-huh. listen to Ghost Chronicles Live with Gail Scott and Ron Kohik, and we'll be right back after the following messages.
5: Welcome to Talking radio with a cutting edge. spooky They all talk oddly goofy, The Fair family family The shows are paranormal Not stuffy But informal The topics are abnormal The Fair family
1: They're strange Deranged Unrestrained So grab your favorite
5: brew It's time to rendezvous As we give awards to The Fair family
1: Combine Snide and Remark, and you've got Snark. Combine Lisa Manna and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights, and you've got Deep Dish Snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holes-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters with segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week. Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Mana is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valya Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valya Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. We are back. You are
0: listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Toginet. And I guess not on Pararex. For some reason, we can't go on. Uh, but anyways... Uh, these are all archived on the uh, iTunes and um, Ghost Chronicles, Ghost, The Ghost Chronicles, Ghost Chronicles, and Ghost Chronicles International are all archived, and they're all some of the top-rated shows on there, so, hey, it's worth to listen to.
2: Awesome.
0: And our very special guest today is Frankie from the Ghost Tours. I don't know. I, I just say Ghost Tours
4: because you have three of them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> Nashville Ghost Tours, is, is, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the, our, our home, I guess, you know. So what web, website would you like to, uh, you know, send the people to? Sure. I think you could go to NashvilleGhostTours.com, um, and that would, uh, there would be a link there to the others as well. Um, and, and all of that contact information would be the same for any city. Excellent now i mean
0: what perhaps uh have you ever gotten uh, or received uh, uh letters or emails from people who were were actually totally terrified of the of any of the tours um,
4: well- ter- well scared in a good way i mean it's usually it's usually scared, scared in was, a good way <laughs> yeah you know, it's
3: usually,
4: <laughs> you know people are usually kind of happy that that um, you know a lot of that, that it's usually a positive, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, once in a while we'll have um, a child on the tour, maybe 11, you know, 12, or, where they, they have to leave, you know, because they've had something happen and, um, and that kind of thing was just a little too much for them. And, you and, know, and that kind of, um, and, you know, we, that, that, that can, it's unpredictable, those kinds of things. And it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not something you can. Right. You can I've given talks you. myself and, and have uh,
0: kids go crying, but, that's normal for me though.
3: <laughs> but,
2: yeah. oh, my God. You know We're not even going to touch that. We're just going by. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> but
0: I mean, it, what I, I like to, if you can, is give us like some key stories, at least for like, say, one of the one of the, each tours, which is,
4: you know, scared the hell of us right now. Sure. Uh, the uh, the most Well-documented ghost story in Nashville is is at the Tennessee State Capitol Building. Um, The architect, William Strickland, who was from Philadelphia, did a lot of work in D.C. and Philadelphia and then came to Nashville to start that Capitol project. Um, There were a lot of delays in the construction there, um, and and it took about about nine years for them to complete it from the time he moved there, and he he died in the ninth year uh, before it was finished. And um, so they they actually entombed him in the State Capitol Building itself, um, which he had always you know he always intended to be buried there it because he thought it was his greatest achievement was that building um, in, in those in those years in between though there were so many delays, and some of that was due to a local politician named Samuel Morgan They, w- they would get into these heated arguments screaming and yelling at each other on the grounds and um, Morgan w- was in charge of the budget, and Strickland wanted to spare no expense and so that, that's where all the conflict came from and it got to a point where they were uh, enemies on, on even a personal level, not not just in business um, so anyway when, when Strickland died in 1854. Uh, they, they entombed him in the Capitol, um, and, it, and several years later, Morgan passed away. They entombed him also in the Capitol, um, and, and that's the situation that's caused all the ghost stories to kind of come about in the years since. Is that is the popular belief is that they are so unhappy about the arrangement being buried there together, two men that kind of despised each other, um, that that's where all the, the, the ghost stories and hauntings have come from? Is because they're unhappy about that arrangement, and that's so that's the kind of experience that I've. I've had the most personally. Um, I've, I've heard the fighting and arguing b- between those two, maybe 30 or 40 times or so over the years. Um, and you'll hear you'll hear their voices, like shouting and yelling at each other. And the, in the state capitol in, in Nashville, it's not it's a secluded area. It's up on a huge hill. Um, there's there's no one up there at night. You know, there's no other than the ghost tour, um, and then occasionally a security guard will walk through. There's not there's not like a there's no people there aren't any people there for blocks. Um, wow. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll hear the fighting and arguing. We'll go look whatever direction it came from. And, you know, there's there's never anybody there. Um, and, I, I mean, I've, I've probably interviewed, I don't know, two or 300 people or something over the years about about experiences there. And, and there's all kinds of books and articles written about it, too. It's, it's probably the best documented ghost story in Nashville. Um, as far as some of the other cities go, uh, the most popular one in Louisville would be the Silbach Hotel. Um, it's haunted by, by a lady... They call her the Lady in Blue. She was actually the um, she was the answer to a Jeopardy Jeopardy question on Halloween one year. Uh, oh, really? So, yeah, it's got a little little bit of trivia. But the um, the is a beautiful hotel. It's been in a lot of movies, and it's had all kinds of infamous people stay there, like Al Capone and presidents, Rolling Stones. It's, it's a great it's a great little hotel right there, just off of Fourth Street Live. And uh, um, but it's, it's it's been haunted by uh, what they they called the Lady in Blue for, for years. She haunts the eighth floor in the mezzanine right around the elevators. Um, and uh, about 25 years ago, some of the employees uh, went kind of looking in, into the history of the hotel, um, kind of on their own. And uh, they found some newspaper articles about um, a lady that had, that had died at the hotel. She, uh, she had been living in Louisville a couple of years, uh, was supposed to be reuniting with her, her husband at the hotel. Um, they had been estranged for a while and uh, And her husband died in a car accident on the way to the sealbach and uh, she disappeared for a couple of days was finally found in an elevator shaft from an apparent suicide
3: yeah. and,
4: um, and and her description met the description of people that always described as this ghost so um, uh, you know, people will smell her perfume and and um, they'll see this woman kind of um, the, the image of this woman walking walking across the mezzanine through the elevator doors and um, you know they, they connected the dots and and, and have that they think it's the the lady in blue and that that's probably the best known ghost story about um downtown louisville um and then as far as washington dc goes uh the thing i like about that particular tour is that it all all the stories kind of connect there's there's um you know there's a a lot of the uh kind of centers around lincoln um you know of course the white house is, is there's tons of um there's been a lot of tv shows about all the hauntings that have gone on there from. Lincoln to seeing this uh, British soldier marching through the house with a a torch, Um, hearing Jackson laugh from uh, um, you you know from from down the halls, and uh, and and then just the people themselves that have witnessed the ghosts. I always think that the 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 most interesting thing about the ghost stories, in a way, are are not the ghosts themselves, but who the who the witnesses are. The the witnesses give it credibility in a way, and it's it's presidents and first ladies and you know Winston Churchill and queens and and all kinds of people that have. Claim to have you know have written about and have claimed to have um, had these you know these hauntings uh, occur to them and I, I think that's what's so fascinating is to have these people of um, such power and um, intelligence and you know people that would that have really nothing to gain by um, you know talking about these ghost stories that they've had happen but but have written about them and, and talked about them. Um,
2: Obviously, they can live side by side, especially being in the White House, where all of. Uh, the, the great legendary presence before them have lived and and even with their kids being in there i I mean they always say that the kids are more susceptible so um sure. you know that's just intriguing to me because uh, I don't know I don't know good thing I'm not in the white House because I don't think I'd be staying there very long right. <laughs> I thinking, i'm a chicken i I take no shame in saying I'm chicken.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? I, I believe it. I think it was Mark Twain who said that uh, you know you, most people don't believe in ghosts, but or something like half the people don't believe in ghosts, and but everybody's scared of them.
3: <laughs>
0: exactly
2: because you know. don't well, don't you think? Especially when when you're you're doing these tours and stuff, it's an interjected thought. Don't you think when when people because we've heard people say that you know people on the tours pass out and stuff. Don't you think it's because they've already worked themselves up thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to see something, and then when they get to the actual spot, they freak out. Yeah,
4: that would be me. Yeah. 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 Sometimes people um, think they want to see something, and then when it happens, they they don't really want to
2: see well, it. I, I can tell you, I don't want to see anything. No, I'm fine. Fine,
0: fine. <laughs> you know what? You know, you would love the one that, that they had up in, uh, I'm trying to think of where this is. It's, I think it might be Edinburgh, but actually the oh, yeah. Mackenzie, Mackenzie Poltergeist actually uh, attacked some of the people on the tour. Uh, really,
3: nice. I, I, you know,
4: I've always heard great things about that particular uh, tour. Yeah, you know, People always tell you which, which ones are their favorites, and, I, and I've, I've heard a lot of good things about Edinburgh. Uh, uh-huh. But I hadn't heard about people being attacked. Was that recent? No, this has been uh, quite a while. They actually
0: closed it down because of the attacks there when uh-huh. they go into the the. Yeah, it's it's a big long story. In fact, we have a new uh, book that's coming out in September called "Ghost Today. and it's three hundred sixty-five ghost stories from around the world, and that's one of mm-hmm. them in the center. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, they they, uh-huh. they uh, they've passed out. They they get scratches. They've been well, like pushed and hit.
2: The, the ghosts want a piece of the action, and if Kevin they're not paying, they start slapping. I'm just saying.
4: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to give them a, a little cut of, uh, of their ticket price, I guess. Maybe exactly. that's what it was. I don't know. You know, it could be.
2: Exactly. And, Frankie, have you noticed through doing these tours, has it grown more through uh, lots of people coming on the tours? What have you seen in influx of numbers?
4: Oh, you, you mean is it like attendance from when we started? Yeah, you know, you know um, well, it's grown kind of steadily, I think, for us, and, and some of that's just been, you know, reputation and word of mouth, and locals kind of making it a, um, you know, we'll have locals that'll come back each year, um, yeah. but yeah, I'll tell you the biggest, the, the biggest uh, thing I ever noticed was when, um, when the the Ghost Hunters show came on, you know, uh. with how how uh, that that is that was kind of um, different because. We would talk about how to ghost hunt with cameras and, and this kind. Of, and people would look at you like, "What in the world are you talking about?" Uh, but once that show came out, everybody kind of knew about orbs and streaks and all the you know all the different uh, things. I guess were, the, all the programming that's come out in the last five years or so. Um, it's, it's like the guests are more informed than they used to be. You know, oh, you know absolutely! I
0: mean? I mean, when I first started doing lectures and stuff, I would just give a lecture and people would just go, "Oh, oh but now it, it's the, they don't want lectures. They want to be hands-on. They want the ghost hunts.
4: They want to go out and do the stuff. Yeah, people will bring their own equipment a lot of times, and, and that can be fun. It's uh, it's, it's just cha- it's changed that way for sure, right? And and of course, uh, but you, you know, it is. I think it's going to reach a
0: peak because if you put on any channel right now, there's a ghost story on it, and eventually, uh, you know, it may change. It you know yeah
4: sure sure
0: it will. Might um, be UFOs next, who knows? Right, right. Well, you could
4: um, do a UFO tour. <laughs>
2: the mothership is waiting for you, well, Ron. You have to go out in the I've desert, heard.
4: though, and, and that kind of thing, I guess, right? <laughs>
2: um, no, no, just stand next to Ron. You'll see it happen.
4: Right, right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm it, it, change change like on John, that, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Now, it's when your wife first, I mean, she
4: was 100% behind you on this? Oh, yeah. I mean, she was uh, is interested in all of this, if not more, than, than me. Um, right? I mean, she, she, we we've both kind of had a shared interest, and in, we're just both kind of drawn to things that are a little dark and uh, creepy and spooky. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just kind of the way. That's just our makeup that way. Mm-hmm. Um, although she, she's kind of um, similar in that she she loves the ghost stories, loves the research of it, but she doesn't really want to have anything happen to her. You know, oh, that's loves, funny! But, yeah, I mean, she 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 loves it. She enjoys it. She loves reading about it. But she, um, but actually going in on a tour herself, she she won't. She's not interested in it. Really? Like, Isn't that um,
2: opening up the door though? I mean, when you're going into the tours and everything like that, doesn't that leave you sort of susceptible?
4: Well, she she won't. She doesn't go on the tours. She okay. she she does stuff like um, more business side of things. She you know she'll do website mm-hmm. and um you, you know marketing and, and things of that nature. I, I've I've done you know I lead tours myself and that kind of thing but she, she's 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 uh, that's just not that's just not for her public speaking and that kind of thing is uh, uh, kind of you know a little a little bit bashful that way.
3: You know I
0: was on your uh, website and, and I watched a, a little video I think it was the uh, smart thing or something or other. Oh yeah yeah it was it was pretty cool I mean it was uh, these two reporters that went out and they, I guess they went on one of your tours and. And it was it wasn't so much the reaction, but other people in the group that saw all these things and
4: everything It was kind of neat. Yeah, you know, we've done stuff like that before. The thing I liked about that show that we got that we've got on the on the website was um, was that we did capture that girl's reaction when she saw um, an image in the mirror, right? right. In, in in person, you, I mean, she she teared up. I mean, she had tears in her eyes. She was so scared by what she had seen. Really? Know, like, so to have the you know, because you know, like I said, things don't happen every night, um, but but to actually had the film crew there filming a show when we had uh, a great reaction like that i i mean it was great i thought um, right i mean that's that's great, the great thing. For her. she was scared right
0: i mean we we did a, a little piece uh with chronicle you know, channel 5 in boston and uh we went to one of the hotels down there and, and like i says you know i can't guarantee anything's gonna happen he says yeah we we know that but as, as it turned out we were able to Get some reactions from uh, our, the hack shack that we used and stuff. So it was kind of neat, but oh, okay, uh, okay. yeah, people people don't, you know. I mean, they don't. They're not uh, pets where they uh, go on. Uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, cue or,
4: or trained animals. Right. Hmm. Right. Yeah. If you, if you could do that, it would, that would be quite a tour. You <laughs> know, if you could just. Yeah, you would. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty. You know, amazing, but no.
2: I've always wondered because a lot of people who have really experienced ghost um, uh, encounters, if you will, and then they see a lot of shows, and and basically, like I said, uh, you know, Ron has been very credible yourself. And how do you distinguish between when you see a lot of these things on TV, when they have the, the, the reaction and stuff, and all of a sudden you find out it's it's like so insulting to people who really experience these things. Is there any advice to people who are watching and who are just like, you know, what's the real deal and what's what's not the real deal? Because people are really affected by that. You
0: know, does it, does it really matter, though? Because, I mean, let's, let's look at this movie. Sure. Really. People will watch... Slasher movies and, and other horror movies that you know that aren't possibly couldn't even close be real, but yet they still watch them and they still get scared by them. So what's well, the unfortunately,
2: they're they're real because you have some psycho who's sitting there just waiting to incorporate that. But for people who experience things on the paranormal side, who maybe as as Frankie said in the beginning, they're they're not apt to really talk about it. So they, you know, they may be like, you know, behind the doors and they're watching a show and all of a sudden they find out it's not real. That could be very plummeting for them because then, then what do you do with that? Because you, they really believe in that experience and what they've had, you know? I, I think that for some people that could be damaging. And when they're watching that, they don't want all the glitz and glamour. They want the real deal. And like you said, Frankie, when Ron was saying he went to your website, um, I also checked that out as well. I was almost in tears because it is frightening. It can raise – don't you think it raises the antenna for people who who have experiences but don't want to say anything, and, and it's just very personal for them, but it's not so private, and then when it gets – when it's distorted, you know, there, there are the real ghost hunters like you guys or, or real investigators and real truth-tellers as opposed to those who just want the, the to make the big bucks.
4: Right. Yeah, well, you know, I, I always – I mean, I always look at things I see on television with a – I mean, my assumption is is that if I'm interested in that particular ghost story, I, I'm not going to assume that any television show is um, necessarily mm-hmm. accurately portraying portraying. Because I mean, mm-hmm. their their first you know their first priority is going to be to it's make the show entertaining and, and right. tweak mm-hmm. history even if they need to to make it. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it can be a you know for, the way I look at it. I mean, they can be a, a good resource, but they. um you know, it's, well, actually, really, it's just like anything to me. I'm, I'm going to make sure I have at least a couple of other sources to confirm it. See, um,
2: yeah, that's great.
4: You know, that, that's yeah. the way, that's the way I look at it. I, I mean, and you learn the hard way that there. Yeah. You know, that you, sometimes even three sources aren't enough. Uh, you know, well, one thing I've learned is uh, history is real fluid. You know, somebody may have, um, you know, if, if one book cites a date incorrectly, a dozen books are going to cite that same. Date. Exactly, mm. and and then it, and it's wrong everywhere, and it can be really hard to correct or find the find the truth that way. So, um, mm. you, you know, I, but I mean, um,
0: well, Frank, I hate to tell you this, but we run out of time. Sure, ah. man, we went by fast. I appreciate you guys I having. Me. We had a great time. And once again, give <laughs> a new website out. Uh, yeah, uh, nashvilleghosttours.com. And I've got to say one quick story before I go. Uh, my co-host from Ghost Chronicles International is Richard Felix from Most Haunted, and he runs uh, Derby Ghost Stories, Ghost yeah. Tours, and he used to have this little table, uh, chest and table up in his Ghost Tours, and they'd have someone come out of it uh, and scare the people. in it. But <laughs> as it turned out, uh, this thing started reacting on its own, so it really was haunted. So uh, we so ended I up... Well, Frankie, thank you so much. Hi, right, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Frankie. Yep. <laughs> thank you. Wow, that was good, huh?
2: Oh, my God. We need more time. Every, I know, every but time. But you know what, I'm Gail? Always...
0: It's, it's time for the ghost sandwich, so we got to get that on. Uh, for those who don't know, the Ghost of Gettysburg is a, a series of uh, answering machine messages that was left on the Ghost of Gettysburg answer machine and basically started out as a uh, Civil War soldier. And then uh, he did a lot of things, uh, but anyways, you got to listen to it. He has a horse and everything. But he ate a sandwich, and the sandwich became a ghost. So let's play that right now.
2: That's the plan.
5: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghosts of Gettysburg, brought to you by Mark Nesmith. And the Ghosts of Gettysburg. This is an actual message left on the Ghosts of Gettysburg answering machine. What you about to hear is real. Nothing has been changed. Is truth stranger than fiction? You decide. 604 a.m. Monday. Message 8. This damn sandwich is on the loose. As soon as this goddamn guy, this revolutionary, or I don't know, Civil War guy, this ghost is run around my house. As soon as he ate that sandwich with my son, that turned into a ghost, and now that thing's running around. He's got two little legs, little beady eyes, and he's running around causing havoc. He's starting to shove himself at every little electrical thing here, they start the car short circuits. there's fires. And then yesterday, the little sandwich went down the drain and tried to clog it. Not only that, he jumped in my car when I tried to start this morning. He jumped into the air vent. And now I got crumbs all over the place. And he's got a little yappy voice. He keeps calling my name. Can it, can it, can it, can it, I'm getting the shits of it. And then this tops it off. He jumped this is the best of all. I went outside to start out my snowblower. He jumped in the damn thing and he screwed that whole thing up. Went through the snowblower, blew a knot over to my neighbor's yard. Here they got a stale sandwich running across, across the yard. I got a call from from Shirley. She's wondering what the hell is running out in the yard. I had to tell her it's a sandwich. And he's a fast little guy. You can't catch him. He should not even try. He have all, you your know, paranormal people can have all the traps they want. I'll tell you one thing. He is a brave little sandwich. You won't catch him.
0: He's a brave little sandwich.
2: Uh, I think my husband caught him. That's what I'm thinking. He gonna get a little indigestion tonight, so I think he caught him.
0: I, I can't <laughs> believe that. I mean, all I can picture is that, you know, the Geico uh, wad of money there with the little glasses <laughs> and the little thing. I can see this little sandwich the same way, just like running around all over the place.
2: <laughs> Doing a high five to another sandwich. <laughs> yeah, well, geez,
0: I don't know. Wow. That, that brings a whole dimension. Well, that's... Anyways, uh I do want to mention a couple things coming oh, up. Uh goodness. Dining with the Dead is going back to the Wyndham in the end of May. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, my so, favorite
3: place. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: watch the uh yeah, I know that. Uh, watch yeah. the uh website anyghostproject.com. Anyghostproject.com yeah. and we'll have the the latest and if you haven't signed up for our newsletter uh, please sign up for it because uh, it's all brand new. Uh, We've got new stories, new features, and that will be going out, I believe, this week or this weekend. So that's there all you. the cool things coming up.
2: <laughs> now you have me wondering when I go on set next month, I wonder if I'm going to see anything haunting. Hmm. Hmm, could be. That'll be interesting.
0: <laughs> now, oh where are you going to be shooting this movie that you're in?
2: it It sounds like um, from from what my manager said, it looks like we 're going to be shooting in Man, manchester um, New Hampshire um, and which is very cool and very accommodating and um, so again it 's for for uh, Academy Award winner Ernest Thompson and uh, Whitebridge Farm Productions in New Hampton, New Hampshire with Lori and um, Morgan Murphy, who are just incredible people. And so to have the privilege to, to do this um, scene in the movie is just going to be exhilarating, and I cannot wait. So, hey, I think you and Maureen should be on site just in case if something yeah. funky happens. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I don't want yeah, yeah. to go stealing the spotlight for me, Ron. You know, it's so funny,
0: in my book, uh, the new book that's coming out in September, we, we do mention a couple of movies where uh, this, the lots were haunted and some of the shooting was done.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I'm telling so, you, you guys should be in my dressing room. Hello. So, well,
0: Marlene, I, I, I believe, will be in China, so I don't think that's going to
2: happen. Oh, nice. Ichi wakanichi. Ha. I.: just oh, very good. Very good. There you go. Ha. Yeah. Didn't think I had it in me. Neither yeah. did I. <laughs> what,
0: what does that mean? I want to buy that woman.
2: It means one, two, three.
0: Gotta oh, go. excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: always crazy. I love it.
0: So, so, Gail, what else are you doing? I believe. Do you? Don't you do some uh, news for another radio show as well?
2: I do, I do. Um, I'm going to be going back on up for discussion with Jeff Sylvia and Shannon Sylvia. Um, Shannon Sylvia, as you know, has uh, been on Ghost Hunters International, and she is now launching her own show on um, on Comcast. So, uh, if you look at Paranormal, you can certainly see her stuff live. And they're, they've been traveling, doing phenomenal stuff. And they said to say hello to you. They've been tuning in as well when they have their time off. Oh, uh, so my my
0: sympathy.
3: Ah, you're so bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do that every Tuesday night, and I'm getting ready to do um, also a pilot for the Ion Network. And uh, so everything's under hush hush, and that's all I can tell you for now. But sweet, yeah, you know, I'm telling you, you should be my agent. Hello. <laughs> mm.
0: I have to get what a you new mean? co-host. Is that what you're trying to tell me?
2: There you go. Come on, you can be. You would
0: go get a new co-host. Me. I have to replace you already.
2: No, absolutely not. You'll be going with me everywhere. You're in my hip pocket. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you I'm just not want to drive anywhere. your
0: car. That's all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> A girl can dream, can't she? Dead or alive.
0: <laughs> yeah. I still want to find out who this dead girl it is that, that's tracking
2: me. Oh, my me. goodness. Well, why don't you put a rose out or something and see what happens?
0: it's very hush-hush. Very... Well, I mean, I remember when we went to uh, Molly Malone's in Portsmouth, I put $2 out because that's what the price of hookers was at that time, and uh, <laughs> nobody bit.
2: <laughs> oh, my, it's shameless. It's shameless. I
0: have oh, no shame.
2: God. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that. That's why she won't reveal herself. You know, she wants you to clean up your act before she reveals herself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that aint happen. happening. Oh, and, of course, the, the big deal right now is is uh, we had Brian Boyle, Boyle who was a uh, Scottish psychic. He came on Ghost Chronicles International, and the only reason he came on was I had a promise that there would be no kilt jokes. So uh, I took a picture of me in a kilt and put it on the uh, website, and, oh, my God. So if you go on my Facebook page, which is Ronald Kolick, you can uh, actually see me in a kilt.
2: Really? So we can check out your gams. Mm. Ooh, so anyway, nice.
0: it's time to run up, wrap up the show.
2: Oh, how convenient! I'm gonna check out your gams. I'm on it. Mm. <laughs>
0: so anyway, uh, don't forget to, to come on down to Barnes and Nobles and Peabody next yeah. week. We'll be broadcasting live. So good night. God bless everyone.
2: Good night. It was fun.
1: From ghoulies to ghosties long leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good
3: Lord. Have you ever dreamed